Hello Secret Squad. Well, I think we could all use a new episode of I've Got a Secret. What do you think? I'm, of course, here in our home, taping from our home office, which I've got to say, actually, it's really a lot of fun. I'm grateful that with technology, it allows me to continue to have these amazing conversations with my incredible guests, all while respecting the Safer at Home guidelines. Today, I'm connecting with the intelligent, inspiring, and breathtaking Camilla McConaughey. And I want everyone out there listening to know, Camilla is in Texas chatting with me via video conferencing. Welcome, Camilla. Hi. Yeah, well, that was a very nice way to intro. I'm just going to record that and play over and over every morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just go right ahead. I wish I could have gone on longer and longer. And I have to tell you, I love a Texas girl. So Camilla, mm -hmm. let me tell everyone out there, you are a lifestyle expert, entrepreneur, and founder of Women of Today, a website built by women for women. Camilla and her husband, Matthew, have three gorgeous children together, ages 7, 10, and 11. Wow, it seems like they were just bored. Tell everyone their names. Yes, so Livingston is 7 years old. We have Vida, she's oh. 10, and Levi, 11. And yes, it does seem like yesterday, even though... How tired I am doesn't seem like yesterday. <laughs> it's a lot of work. It does seem like sometimes you will never catch up on your sleep, doesn't it? Fact, that's for sure. Before we go any further, let me ask you about Vita's name. That is such a gorgeous name. Is that a family name? You know, it, it's not a family name. So I'm from Brazil, born and raised. Oh. And Vida in Portuguese, we speak Portuguese, uh, means life. It also means life in Spanish as well. Um, and I just always thought it was such a beautiful name for a girl, you know, and, and honestly, like with the boys, we had so many different names because we never found out if we we're having a boy or a girl, we oh. waited into the delivery room. So oh. for the boys, you know, we always had like a list of names for boys and for girls, it was always just Vita. It was never another option. Um, and sure enough, you know, she is very much like her name. She's full of life. She's a very oh, special. I, I love that. I just love that. Well, for all you listeners out there, I just knew Camilla would be the perfect woman to discuss today's topic. And that is the secret to quarantining with children. These are <laughs> truly unprecedented times right now. And I know that there are a lot of parents out there struggling to keep their children happy, entertained, and on a schedule, all while juggling their own schedule as well. So I'm hoping that with this podcast, parents out there won't feel so all alone. We're all in this together. So Camilla, let's get right to it. Let's do it. Okay. All right, so I've, I've written down a lot of questions because, I, like I said earlier, I, I've had such a, a fun anticipation period waiting for this podcast to happen. And before we do this, I want to ask you one, one big question. I'm hoping you'll commit okay. to traveling to California and sitting in person with me and letting us do this Maybe not this particular podcast topic, but doing another podcast together. Because I feel like we're meant to be the very best of friends. And I feel like when we get together in a room, we can probably come up with millions of things that we could share and secrets, I should say, that we could tell that maybe could change thousands of lives, hundreds of thousands okay. of lives. Let's shake hands over the Zoom. We shook hands, guys. It's done. We're shaking hands right now as we speak. Yay. Yay. Okay, great. So that's a sealed deal. Okay, so how are you and your family acclimating to this new normal that the entire world is doing? Yes. You know, first thing I think is important to focus on gratitude. It's been something that we've been focused on it a lot. Um 
you know, because a lot of people are going to a lot right now. And, you know, if you think of domestic abuse, child abuse, you know, all those things that happen out there. And right now, honestly, the police can not even keep track of it because most of these people are stuck in their homes, right? So it's a lot of really, really hard things happening in the world right now. So I think that focus on gratitude of what you have is, is just key. It's just key. Um, we have been cherishing the time that we're spending together, which we always spend a lot of time together. Our family always does. When we go to work, the kids are, you know, a lot of the times the kids are there with us and all of that. So we do a lot of time together, but this is almost to the extreme, right? Cause you have no way out. So it's like, it's a lot of togetherness. You're right. We have to decide how are we going to do this? And you're doing it through being very grateful and, and with gratitude that you have, you have. Yeah. I think gratitude, you know, uh, for me personally too, the hardest things for me was the fact of feeling helpless. And I think for the whole family, and I think that, you know, if the parents feel helpless, then it kind of trickles down to the kids. Right. So my, I was getting very anxious and sad as well, because I was just like, there's so much happening right now how do I help? How, what do I do? You know, it's almost so much you didn't know, right? Right. Where to reach and what to do. Um, and I had a few rough days and I could tell that that was trickling down to my kids and to my family. And, you know, I decided a couple of weeks ago to really pick a lane of what you want to do to help people and just try to do that very well. So I p- chose a lane of like, you know, we're doing this live feeds on my Instagram where we do it every morning, five days a week. We're helping people in that sense, but we're also raising money to feed kids and families in need, right? So we've done over 3,000 meals so far. And then I decided to try to source masks for people on the front lines, for the police department, the fire department. And that was really, really hard, became a full-time job. But as of two days ago, I found an organization that has them. They are actually en route right now to hospitals in Louisiana, to police and fire department here in uh, Austin, Texas. So that was like, it was through Bethany Frankel organization and they have things and it's getting directly to people. Um, and, and picking those two things and focusing on, okay, a portion of my time yes. is going to be focusing, instead of focusing on fear, it's focusing on helping others and educating my kids. What do you do in this kind of situations to help others? And they are part of it and they get to see what's happening and how it's doing. So like five days a week, when they see the mama goes, Nobody comes into my office. I'm doing the life feed thing, can't be interrupted. They understand, okay, my mom is not only doing this just because she thinks it's a cool thing to do. She's doing this because she's helping people at home uh-huh. and she's raising money for people to get food. So they get into it. They uh-huh. come in and they do it with me. You and, know? They, and do they understand? Did you sit them down and explain to them what is going on and why you're doing this? Yes, absolutely. Oh, and they absolutely. understand. That, that's a conversation, you know, at during dinner time. Uh-huh. You know, we we'll sit down and we go, okay, you know, and we keep talking about it and understanding. And, you know, we also had conversations instead of just focusing on the fear that's happening now, you know, we started to have this conversation about this, but then we, I pivot in into the other fears they have. So we've been talking, you know, we've been having a conversation about fear. Like, you know, my seven-year-old is afraid of, um, um, oh my gosh, what's the name? Bigfoot. He's afraid of Bigfoot. And, you know, so we found out that, you know, we kept finding the toilet in the house, like around the house, not flushed. And we're like, what is going on? Who's doing this? Like, you know, you guys are old enough. What's going on? <laughs> and in, in this conversation that we had, talking about fear and talking about the coronavirus and all of that, we started talking about other fears. And then I started talking about my fears. And then it came out that he's like, oh, you know, 
I think that when I flush, the the Bigfoot is going to hear it and he's going to be attractive to that sound and he's going to come into the house. So, you know, so it becomes like a fun, we, we all ended up just laughing out loud and always a joke in the house. So finding ways of pivoting the conversation, so it's not just, you know, coronavirus, 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 right. but what do we learn from these feelings and from this time? that we can pivot for when things that they were worried about every day aside of this. You know? so, so it's almost like a, a project at home that you can learn some very important information from your children that maybe <laughs> yes. you would not have been able to find out. So it's, it's a project during this homeschooling that you're doing that could have been part of the project. Let's sit down and talk about our fears not spend so much time talking about the coronavirus and everything that's very scary out there in the big world. Let's talk about what really applies to our family. And you chose to talk about the fears within the family and you find out he's been afraid of Bigfoot. So I'm flushing the toilet. So now is he, is he back to flushing the toilet? He's back of flushing the toilet. I uh, yes. I, I I eventually told him that, you know, my dad my dad is a farmer in Brazil and um they have this mixture that they do over there. It's a mixture of natural things that they and then they make a line of it around the the house so snakes won't cross over. Um so I told him a version of that that Bigfoot can't cross over. So we're <laughs> We're good in that perspective now. Oh, that's so sweet. What were some of the fears your other two, you learned from your other two children that you didn't know about? So one of them is afraid of spiders. I mean, I already knew the spider part. Um, I already knew the Bigfoot part too. I just didn't know about the flushing the toilet situation, uh, that that was the reason. Um, And um, another one is afraid of snakes. Oh, yes. And I don't like scorpions. So we all kind of just talked about that. You know, a lot of people are talking about in the topic of kids and how to deal with the kids at this time, a lot of people, you know, talking about projects and projects and projects. And I understand that. And I think that that is part of this time, doing projects together and doing things, but it's only so many projects you can do during this time. And plus parents need to work. Parents need to take care of the house, clean, doing all those things. So I personally, you know, we're here in our house, we don't have any help. Um, So I've chose to, instead of focusing on doing projects, 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 Mm -hmm. I'm choosing to really getting them to learn how to take care of a house. Uh And we do it in a fun way. You know, I mean, it's not every time that they're excited to do it, but we teach them it's fundamental. You have Uh to know how to do these things, you know? So like my two oldest, they already know how to do laundry but I forgot being that having a third child, you know, the third year, I always kind of forget things. I was like, oh my gosh, I never taught him how to do that. So he now knows how to do the laundry and he gets super excited and fun and he does it on his own now, right? Yes. Um, so everybody gets different responsibilities and I then switch over, right? So if right. one child was in charge of doing the laundry, the other one was in charge of doing the uh, vacuum, the other one was in charge of doing the windows, I then, when it's next time to do it, I switch over. So they all get a chance to do it. And it's fun because they will be like, oh, I thought I know how to do that. But, how, they, you know, they have questions that come around. And, so everybody gets very hands-on. And do they get like a celebration or a payoff after they're all finished and, and they get to see this beautiful work they've accomplished? Is that their payoff or do you get to have some kind payoff- of a- Party Our payoff, or- it's more like, let's just go outside and have fun without See, responsibility. Perfect. That's so That's perfect. It. I don't because- do like a prize. I do just yeah. like, let's just play. Let's I- just go play. I love that. I love that. Because you're right. When you have s- some of these activities, it involves tearing up the house. <laughs> I've been reading <laughs> some of these activities that people are coming up with, and it's like, my gosh, that destroys the entire house. Who's cleaning up this mess after you finish these big projects? Exactly. But it is, you know, I I just think it's important to have the balance. You know, I have some friends that are just doing projects and I can see now after a few, you know, after a couple of weeks, you know, more, whatever, how many weeks we're in this now that, um, you know, I talk on the phone with them now and they're like, 
you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know what else to do. Everything I order on Etsy, it's already used. I, what are you doing? And I'm like, man, just put your kids to learn the basics, uh-huh. you know, and how to take uh-huh. care of a house. And they, in the end of the projects, because right? you maybe, that's, maybe that is the prize. That's the right. Project. You know, when you said that, it reminded me of when our oldest son, who's now 40, he's married with family of his own. But I can remember when he went away to college, I panicked because I thought, I never taught him to iron. I never taught him to cook. I never taught him to do laundry. He's down there starving, wearing wrinkled, dirty clothes. <laughs> so it's, it does pay to teach your children when they're young how to take care of themselves and, and such. But uh, let me ask you this. Because of this pandemic and everyone is in isolation and it is that time of year that school is still going on, are you doing the homeschooling? with your children. Yes, you and are. Matthew are we the are. two of you being the teachers now and doing your homeschooling. Yeah, so we are doing that and you know for our kids um it's not something new for them because they do go to school, regular school, but when Matthew goes to work or when we go to location with him, when he goes to work, we all go to work as wow. well. Basically, we all get into the same uh schedule when we go with him on location. So when we do that, they do a version of what we're doing now. So they're familiar, they're comfortable doing it. It's a little bit more challenging now because everything's happening at the same time, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. The cooking, the cleaning, the school, the work, it's just everything is mushed together um, at these times now. But um, you know, one approach that I'm having, again, I had friends that was full on stressing out about it they needed to be perfect and I just the, my approach was you know what I'm gonna try my best mm-hmm. and if the technology a lot of times the technology don't work and you get stuck and you know I'm like you know what we'll try our best and if it doesn't work it's not much we can do mm-hmm. and you know like my little one right now his thing didn't work for five days and I was just like you know what it is what it is you're gonna be behind when we get to it you're gonna have catch up to do but uh, let's not stress out because I think that eventually everybody will catch up with it. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. once schools come back, schools are going to be understanding and they're going to help everybody out. So I think the key thing about the school right now is not to put too much pressure in creating an environment that's not pleasant for everybody. Well, my opinion is the more normalcy that they that they have now, the the easier it will be when all of this is over and life is back to the way it was before this started. So if we, it seems so that the children could have as much of a normal lifestyle while in isolation, the transition back to their lifestyle that that they will have when this is over, I think would seem to be a little easier. What do you think? I agree with you. I agree with you. Putting structure is good. It's good. And plus, you know, like I've, I'm guilty of not sticking with a bad time. I've been very guilty about that. Yeah. Uh, but I was talking to somebody a couple of days ago and she was like, you know, oh, I'm putting, you know, she was putting dinner on the table and it was early. And she was, oh no, I make my kids go to bed early. And I was like, you know what? That's a good reminder because I've been just, they don't go to bed too late, but it's not the regular time as right. if they were going to school because yeah. school now starts later in the day, right? It's not as early neither. But I was like, you know what? That is so important, not just for the kids, but also for the parents. Yes. So they can get a break. You know yes. what I mean? So we can get a break. So like you can go and see your husband and have a conversation without interruption, without questions. Yes. So... As of two days ago, when I talked to my to to her, I started to be like, okay, bad time. Like me, and, you know, me and your dad and me and Papa are gonna sit in the kitchen. We're gonna catch up and have adult time. So yes. you guys in your rooms, go read a book. It's bad time. <laughs> yes, I agree with that as well. I know that, uh, of course, our children are raised, but uh, we have grandchildren and. They uh, have been doing their homeschooling with uh, with our son and daughter-in-law. But then just in this last two weeks, though, they were on their official spring break. So they went with that, that plan. So they got to give up the homeschooling during the day. And so for the last two weeks, they've been having their fun time. They've been staying up late. And so I thought that was really great for them that in the middle of all of this, they got to switch over to a spring break type schedule and, mm-hmm. and forget their bedtimes. But 
the bedtime. Just have fun. And just have fun and stay up late. But that all ends, even though nothing is changing as far as leaving the home and going to school, that will all change when Monday comes around because they will go back to their early bedtime. Mm -hmm. And again, that's just part of keeping things on schedule for the, the normal lifestyle schedule. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the fun ways you've been keeping the kids entertained? I know that we've talked about what they do with the chores around the house and keeping the house and doing those kind of things. Mm -hmm. What are some of the fun games that y'all like to do when you're together? Let me think, you know, we've been doing a lot of Monopoly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, we've been doing a lot of card games. The boys are, my youngest is learning magic tricks with cards. That's at seven and years old. It's seven and he's horrible at it. It's so bad <laughs> that it's comedic. It's, it's like a skit. It's so funny. Oh. And he gets on it like it's working. He knows it's not working, but he plays with yeah. it. Uh, so we've been doing a lot of that, like getting into the family, into this magic thing that he's into now. Oh, um, my daughter and I, we've been trying to learn. She loves hairstyles and uh, she sews. So she sews clothing oh. and stuff. So she's been doing a lot of research on that. And then we've been trying to do different hairstyles every week, as many as we can. So we go, you know, sometimes it's two, sometimes three, whatever it is. But we try to learn. We watch a video and we try to learn, okay, how do we do this hairstyle? And we do it together. Oh, that's a great idea. That's really um, cute. Yeah, we've been doing painting. She's been wanting to do spray paint, and we happen to have some. So we've um, been doing spray painting projects. Oh. So from iPad covers to all kinds of different things oh, to our go posts and things like that. You know, I sat down um, the other day and made a list for my daughter-in-law and son for, for, as I was talking about earlier, for Avery and London, my grandchildren, and... Uh, they wanted, they had been trying to think of stuff. They really love to bake, Avery and Erica, and London likes to join in. And but So they have fun things they do, but she was asking me, what are some of the different things that we can do just for our playtime during the day? So she said, you're creative and think of some things to do. So I sat down and made a list and I had one big project that they did, but some of the small things I thought of was that's maybe easier to do because you can't get out and go shopping or you don't want to have to yes. spend any money for it was for those that have maybe rolls of wrapping paper and you might even have to get into your Christmas decorations, but take the wrapping paper and, and roll it out. But you, what you want to really do is turn it over to the plain side. And mm -hmm. depending on how many children you have, then each one gets a roll of wrapping paper and you have to always test it to make sure it doesn't bleed through. But what you do is put it on the wall at the lowest space for that each child. And they, you attach it to the wall, and then they get their crayons. And I, when I say bleed through, that would be markers or paint, which you wouldn't want to use. But then you can cover the entire wall, and they draw a mural. Or you give them the assignment of write in a diary, they actually get to do whatever they want. They can write a book, they can write a cartoon, they can draw, they can do anything they want, but it's their wall for them to use to express themselves in any way they want during the week or whatever. So that's a great idea. She loved I'm it. I'm going to use that. Yes. And so you attach it to the wall in the best way possible without ruining the wall. And there are a lot of ways to do that. And that's their wall. They get to use it. And when they run out, you just attach another roll of wrapping paper. So Yes, that's a great idea. I'm going to use that for sure. Good. That's a great idea. My daughter's been getting to a lot of cooking. Yes, cooking is a She's great She's been wanting to do recipes from beginning to end with me, but we're not following recipes. We're trying to, like, you know, get her to try out. Create her own and, recipes. Yeah create our mm -hmm. own things to do like that. Another thing I thought of, which they really, really loved was, because this kind of went back to even when I was younger, and I think we can all relate to this when, when you're young, you wish, oh, I wish my name was something different. I wish it wasn't Robin. I wish my, I, my particular was, I had always wished that my mother named me Rachel or Renee. I don't know why. <laughs> so, they're playing a game where every night before they go to bed, they decide tomorrow my name is this. And they just pick a different name. And the 
And so the next day, all day, instead of little Avery, she's going to, let's, this example, I'm going to use an example that she picked the name Taylor. And I said that because I knew she was a big Taylor Swift fan. So the whole next day, if anyone doesn't call her Taylor and she catches it, so she says, Mommy, you didn't call me Taylor. So therefore, if Avery catches it, they've already made this pre-planned list. So she pulls out the list and, the, and it's, there are three items. So number one, Avery gets to pick, Mommy, you have to tell me a time when I was so funny, something I did that was so funny you laughed so hard you almost wet your pants. Or you have to tell me something I did one time that you thought was so sweet, but you forgot to tell me, and they can never repeat it. Or, you know, you make up the list. You have to stand right now and, and do a funny dance, whatever it is. They get to make, it, make that up. And That is so good. And if, if Erica calls Avery her name and doesn't call her Taylor and Avery doesn't catch it, but Erica catches it. So she says, Avery, I didn't call you Taylor, so now you have to do this. So it's just a game they play all day long. That is so good. You know what? I think you need to share that list with all of us. Good. I think good. Yeah, I think you should share that list. You, you should send it to me. We're sharing on Women of yes. Today. It's I, too I, good. That was my next topic, Women of Today. But I, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to tell the listeners right there, the secret squad out there of listeners, I'm going to tell you to go to, I've got a secret with robinmcgraw.com and I will have those two ideas and probably I have a dozen ideas. All of those ideas will be on that website. Yes, please do share with us because those are good. Good, good. <laughs> and then anyone else that goes there can also share some of the ideas that they've thought of. And those are just some of the ideas that you can use and you don't have to spend a lot of money and everyone gets to do something different and have some fun. Yeah. So let's talk about Women of Today. Tell me all about it. Yeah. So Women of Today, it's a community-based website. Okay. Uh, the biggest difference between what we're doing and what's out there is that we're not talking to you. We're talking with you. Great. And that's very, very important to us. You know, um, being from Brazil, you know, I, I did modeling for many years. So I travel all over the world. Then after having a family, we're living all over the place as well. Um, it's something I always notice that you go into different cultures, different countries, and even in the south of the United States, the community base is bigger. The conversations are bigger. You get to share more. You go, you know what, I'm, I'm needing this. I don't know how to do that. And the person says, oh, I know how to do it. Or I don't know how to do it, but my friend has done that before. Let me connect you too. And you guys can talk. Or you know what, I learned that from you. I saw that you did that and I thought that was cool, but I don't, I can't really use it, but I know somebody that can, so I'm going to send it to that person. So creating that community that I felt like every time I came back, it was like very small. You had your small group of friends, but uh -huh. the conversation wasn't bigger, right? Uh -huh. So I started the website in that mission of let's have a bigger conversation. Yes. Let's learn from each other. It's not about me, Camilla, going, hey, I'm Camilla McConaughey, and this is what you need to do. It's not about that. It's about us sharing with each other. So I share things I've learned. Other people, every you know, people in the community send us recipes, ideas, business advice, kids, things, whatever it is that is on their mind, and the community is you know eager to learn and and understand. We put it all together, and then we share back. I love and that. And we test things. Um, we do events, and our events have been something so special, and they have grown so much. Um, and again, it's a different kind of event. It's not an event that you go and you are in, a, you know, that you have somebody in the state just speaking and then two people get a question. Everybody gets to participate. So it really becomes a conversation. And we do a lot of giveaways, uh -huh. which, you know, I, I think that experiences, it's a big thing. And I feel like once you give somebody an experience that, it's meaningful. Nobody can take that away from them, oh, what they learn and what they, you know, having their the experience they went through. The first page of a book never tells the full story. 
And those news alerts and headlines, like the ones we get on our phones, don't even scratch the surface of what the story is really all about. Stories are like people, multi-layered and complex. It takes some digging to find the truth, but when we find it, it can change our world. We like to dig. The news on Merritt Street, essential television. I have so many more questions to ask you about this. So I think right now is a great time for me to introduce one of the two consistent things I do with I've Got a Secret podcast is our drink of the day. So for every podcast, I always have a drink of the day and and my team picks that drink of the day and we have one that relates to our topic. And so today we picked your tea, Women of Today. Yeah, and nice. oh, it's, it's so delicious. In fact, I have my cup. I've sipped it a few times already, so I could use a refill, but I will share it with our listeners. It, it, it's so delicious. It didn't have a name listed on the website. Is there a particular name for this tea? We just call it um, immunity tea. Immunity. We talk about a lot about immunity and how to get, you know, a lot of things we do is also how to simplify things and get people to do better. Uh-huh. Not about being perfect, but doing better. Yes. So yes. that yes. tea is a great way to do it because it's simple. You know, it's ginger, it's yes. cloves, it's yes. cinnamon. Very healthy, it's, very healthy tea. Yeah. So let me tell our listeners how to create this tea for themselves. It, it has three large slices of fresh ginger, and you want to take the skin off. And then it has one slice of fresh turmeric, and you want to take the skin off of that as well. It has two cinnamon sticks, one star of anise, which is optional, and two cloves. You add it to a thermos and keep refilling that thermos with hot water throughout the day. And then you just pour it into a cup and sip it. I have to tell you, it, 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 this has all of my favorite ingredients, ginger, clove, cinnamon, and especially the ginger. I, I just said it. Now the anise, I've never really would have thought of putting that in there. So I, I've never really had much of that. Tell me what anise does for it. So anise is really good for you. Some people, the reason why I put in their option, because some people cannot have star anise. If people have certain health conditions, they can't have star anise. But what the star anise does, you know, it has all the health benefits that it, it does, but it also, because we're not adding any sugar, any honey to that, mm-hmm. it adds a little bit of the sweetness mm-hmm. that you can taste, um, that you can taste on the tea. Uh-huh. And, you know, it's a very, uh, all those things that you have in there that, you know, you mentioned, yes. they are anti-inflammatory, yes. which is really good to have right now. That because tumor. we all know if you... If you are inflamed, your immune system, you know, gets compromised as well. Uh-huh. And stress um, especially will do that to your system. And we're exactly. all under stress right now from this pandemic. So I felt, I felt when they told me about this, I felt immediately felt that this was the perfect drink of the day. And uh, so I'm already really hooked on it. So thank you for sharing this. <laughs> good, but good. yes, all and of these know, ingredients are great. to share too that that's a base, you know. So people can add their own. If you like lemon, you know, maybe later in the day, add some lemon. Like you can add oranges. You can add other things that you love uh-huh. and create your own version. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yes, I love this drink of the day. So thank you for sharing this with us. So let me ask you again about uh, the events that you were speaking of. Uh, where are the events held? Are you talking about virtual events online or are you talking about events at certain locations? So... Before all of this happened, the situation that we're in was events in person, mm-hmm. right? Okay. From small to large events. Um, ever since we've been in self-quarantine, staying at home, um, you know, and we've been doing the life um, uh, exercise, stretches, breathing, meditation sessions in the mornings. Mm-hmm. Actually, last week we did our first, like, Zoom um session party i should call it together uh we had about 60 people we we picked 60 people and we we had like a zoom and we all we had a conversation it was basically we're like you know what we can't get together now so let's all talk and have a conversation 
we did a laughing meditation at the end oh. that was really funny really funny because you have it. you know 60 people on the screen everybody's laughing everybody's giggling it was quite funny a little out there but pretty funny and everybody at the end was like oh my gosh I laughed like I don't remember the last time I laughed like this I love it um yes and um and from that everybody's kind of staying connected so uh-huh. it's really nice to see I love it. you know it when you talk about your vision and why, why you created this women of today, it sounds exactly why I created I've got a secret because I feel like we have so much we can share and offer other women. And we need a platform to offer everything we have. And I feel like that's what you've created, the opportunity, the platform to bring all of the information together for all the women to learn from. And I love that. Was that your vision when you did create it? Was that what you were hoping for? Yeah, that's part of the vision. And also on how to make a difference. You know, a lot of things that we do has a charity aspect um, on the back end. Um, So, you know, even some of the giveaways we do, we say, okay, we have, you know, we did this giveaway, which was an amazing trip to California, Dinner Nobu Hotel, specialist sessions. I mean, it was like a great package. And instead of going, hey, you know what, for a chance to win, you know, instead of, I don't know, I mean, a lot of people would just go, you know, tag this person, tag a friend or, you know, like this or whatever. We're not trying to play into that. We're, we instead said, you know what, um, I work with I work with many or char- charitable organizations. We have our own organization, Matthew and I. But at this time was around, you know, Christmas time. And I know that the folks at Baby to Baby were in need of a lot of things. So I said, you know what, for a chance to win this, mm-hmm. you need to go. So we created a pay, we created a, a whole Amazon shopping thing on Women of Today. And I had the items that the families needed. And we said, in order for a chance to win, you need to purchase at least one item. Yes. And, and it was items, you know, really inexpensive and more expensive. So everybody kind of got what they could. And at the end, we helped so many families, you know, so, so we do live. That's one example of many things that we do that we try to tie in how a community of people that want to do better can also do better helping others as well, learning from each other, but helping others. I love that. Let me ask you, we, we, I, we were just talking about vision and your vision for uh, women of today and, and helping others. When, when you were just a little girl growing up, did you have a vision or a plan for what your life would be when you did grow up, when you got older? Well, when I was a little kid, my mom said that I was looking at a magazine and I saw this ad for Chanel with this model. And then that I said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do that when I grow up. I mean, did I really understand back then? I don't know. I was little, right. So, but she shares that. The one thing that I do when I was about 19 years old, I, so when I first moved to the States, I didn't speak a word of English. Um, I, you know, moved, I came here to see fam, to see family, to visit. And I stayed and, you know, I stayed to do the modeling work, but it didn't happen until four years later. So I didn't speak a word of English. You know, I cleaned houses. I worked in restaurants. I kind of worked my way up. I learned the language. And I was like, for four years, I didn't go home for four years, back to Brazil for four years. I didn't see my dad for four years. And then I went back for the first time. And when I got, when I went to the consulate to do, they needed to do a new thing on my passport and they said that the lawyer had done something wrong and that I had no idea of, right? And I had no idea. I had all the papers, approvals, everything was, I mean, I had everything in my hand, but I guess it was something in the back end that the lawyer had messed it up. So they said, we can't give you the, the stamp in your passport. And I was terrified. So I remember calling the lawyer, like going to a pay phone, outside of the consulate, calling the lawyer in the United States and trying to figure this out. And he's basically like, it's nothing you can do from there. There's nothing I can do from here kind of thing. And I remember hanging up the phone, feeling hopeless. And, and I just started praying. I started Mm -hmm. crying and I started praying and I say 
I said it out loud, out loud, like in like the payphones in Brazil, it's a little like cocoon. So you're like inside. And I said it out loud. I was like, you know, God, if you have a bigger mission for me out there, if you have something, a mission that I have to do out there to help people, to change something, to if it's something important, like you get me, you find my way back there. And if not, then just keep me here in Brazil and I'll go back of being a 19 year old, you know, with my family and my friends and, mm-hmm. and stuff. And I, and I went back inside the consulate to let them know what, you know, the lawyer said and stuff. And I went in and I'm going to tell you, it was like, a, I went in and they helped me and they found out what it was and what the glitch was and everything. And that I was the last person leaving the consulate. It was nighttime. And I walked out of there with my passport stamped and ready to go. Oh. Um, so right then in that moment, it was like very clear to me, you know, like I got an answer to my prayer. I have a responsibility to, to try to help people as much as I can try to go, you know, whatever the mission is. And the mission changes, you know, throughout the years of my life, it has changed, you know, it's changed from doing things in the fashion industry to, to providing food for kids from creating businesses that do better to, you know, to have our own foundation. Like the mission has changed and it will keep changing, but I think that it's kind of being installed on me to try to do those things. And you've never forgotten that you were doing that just this very week, just this very month, you were in the other room searching for the masks and trying to help those in need on the front line. Do you know how happy I am? Like I was, I was like, I was not sleeping. I was like, this gotta be an answer. It's gotta be a solution. And you know, like the minute I was able to place an order and I call all the friends so they could get, you know, we, I did a, a dollar amount and my husband was like, okay, I'll match you. Then I call a friend and he goes, I'll match you. So it kind of like, you know, uh-huh. kind of grew and we're going to keep, we're going to try to keep doing it and keep providing things because it's, it's much needed right now. Uh-huh. It, it has to feel so inspiring that it started with that prayer outside the concert and you're still fulfilling that prayer. Don't you believe? Yeah, I, I believe so. You know, I, growing up in Brazil, though, my mom uh, and my dad always, always taught us to help others. Like we grew up doing it since very, you know, I remember being in my son's age, now at seven and seven years old. And we lived in an apartment, a large apartment building. And I remember, you know, going door to door, collecting old socks and sweaters for elders for the winter time and going and delivering to them, you know. So it was something that we grew up doing constantly different ways different things so it's part of it your just keep living foundation is doing such wonderful work right now can you tell our listeners more about it and and, uh, where our listeners can go to donate yes absolutely so I'll share what we're doing right now and then we're going to explain what a foundation is but you know, uh, our team did a lot of hard work to identify organizations that are like on the front lines with these kids, with these families that, you know, since all the schools closed, they don't get the meals that they usually get. And a lot of the families, that's a lot of the kids, the majority of them, they depend on that meal. That's the one meal that they're getting. They're not getting anything else at home. So they identified their organizations that are doing really great work. Um, So we have been um, donating and raising money for um, those organizations and a hundred percent of the money goes directly into getting meals for the kids. The meals are roughly around $5 each. So we've been doing a lot of that because a reason why that spoke close to us is because our, our program, just keep living program. It is after school programs. Uh-huh. So it's after school program. We're in title one schools. If you don't know what a title one school is, we can go in a long explanation of what it is, but let's put it in a nutshell. That is the schools that are in tremendous need. They don't have a lot of budget. A lot of the kids in there are uh, single parent homes. Uh, and even when they do have both parents, they barely see their parents because their parents are usually working on, uh, on the clock. Like, you know, some of the kids see their parents once a week, maybe twice a week. Um, it's a lot of gang drugs. It is, uh, tough neighborhoods, 
low income and the school have really a high dropout rate. So kids do not stay in school. Um, so we create these programs where we do exercise, we do nutrition on a budget, we do um, gratitude circle, we do field trips, and we also have them uh, give back. Oh. And it's interesting because it has grown to be way more than just those pillars by the kids alone, right? So the exercise portion, a lot, you know, some kids go in there because they're not healthy and they need to get, they need to have some health situation that they need to work on. We also deal with special kids needs. So, so we have the mix of special kids and kids that don't. Um, but we also get the kids that, hey, I want to do to the, I want to get to the, make it to the football team and I need to get more fit. You have the girls that come in going, hey, I need to lose weight because in my whole family, we only have one prom dress. That was my sister's and is getting passed down. So I need to fit on that dress. I don't, I don't have a dress for the prom. So you get the mix of all of that, right? Nutrition on a budget. Um, you know, a lot of those kids are, they got a dollar to go to McDonald's, right? And they get that and they're going, they go eat in a corner on their own. So we're teaching them, okay, grab that dollar. Let's do a bag of beans. Let's cook together, rice and beans. Let's cook together with your family. So that created them to learn how to take care of better of them health-wise, but also how to have that family time. And even if their family's not there, they're cooking and living for their parents. And it creates, you know, we have so many parents that write us saying how much that has helped their their home life together. Mm -hmm. The gratitude circle, it's a very, it's a very cool thing that started, the kids were very shy right about if you're a teenager it's not really cool to say out loud what you're grateful for it's just not you know hip enough right so it started as being you know we do a circle and everybody sits around in a circle and started by all of them going i'm thank you for jkl i'm thank you for you know matthew yeah. camilla and thank you for just keep living we're like oh my gosh so matthew finally one day in one of the programs said, you know what? I'm happy that my wife gave me a really good kiss this morning when I woke up. And they all started, oh, you know, they all started laughing and hooling and howling. And slowly they felt like, oh, this doesn't have to be a big thing, right? So they started sharing little things. So I'm, you know, great for the Halloween's coming, whatever. But what it did is that slowly it became a place of safety for them. So they sit on this gratitude circle and they start sharing things that they are grateful for, but also their problems and what they're going through, mm -hmm. right? So it's also touching to the mental health exactly. of it all. Because just as you described in the very beginning, they are living very scary, uncertain lives every day. Yeah. Never knowing yes, if they're going to have something to eat, if it's going to be a safe day, if that never knowing when they're going to see mom or dad again because they're working around the clock. So their life is very scary and uncertain. So they need this place where they can go and sit and have someone to talk to and be able to tell how they're feeling. And Exactly. And, and they start helping each other. So they start sharing. So then it creates, again, talking about community, it creates the community. And then all of a sudden you have the outcast who's being bullied being protected by the, the football player who came to the program to get fit. So you have all of that combined, right? That's, um, that's so wonderful. How can the listeners donate to your foundation? So they can go to the Just Keep Living um, Foundation.org uh -huh. um, and they can donate that there. And for this um, mission that we're doing now, you can also go to womenoftoday.com and donate there as well. I think it's so inspiring how with everything that you are doing in your lives every day, raising your family, raising your children, working hard, reaching out to uh, help everyone in need, you're also, you've created this foundation to help these youngsters, to help young children. I just think it's, uh, anytime anyone asks me or Philip or the two of us together to to give up our time, to give up our effort, our money, anything we can to help children in need, we are the first ones to say yes. So if there's ever anything you're doing, anything we can do to help 
support your foundation for your children, uh, please call us because a child in need is very important, very, very dear to our hearts as well. So always call us and let us know anything we can contribute in any way, anything you're doing, always keep us in mind, please. Thank you so much. I will come bug you for sure. You know, we have, we do um, guest speakers that come in from all walks of life that talks to the kids and it's amazing what changes it does to the kids. Um, we do a lot of community service. You'd be amazed. Um, we get a hundred percent attendance on the days of community service. And we couldn't believe it because some of them have to be up at six in the morning, five in the morning to get to the bus, to get to, you know, where this is happening. And what they share back with what, with us was the fact that they have so little in their lives and they never felt like they could help anybody. And this allowed them to see that they can actually make a difference. Love that. And speaking of being so giving and so nurturing of everyone and every organization and your children and such, uh, are you and your husband, Matthew, are you able to set time aside for the two of you? That's a very, very good question that I actually asked myself this morning when I was getting, when I was getting ready this morning. I was like, you know what? We're going to have to put something in the schedule. We're going to have to figure out, figure out a way that it's like, you know what? Kiddos, tonight's date night. You guys, you know, you stay in one side of the house and we're staying on this side of the house. <laughs> exactly. And it's exactly. no interruption. It's, you know, like no questions. You know, we just can just have a meal together without being interrupted. Sometimes it's, that's exactly what you have to do. You have to just say, hey, I'm going to schedule I'm actually going to put it into the schedule because as much as you want it to happen naturally or it just can't, we we all get so busy. I mean, it it can be on our minds 24 seven in the back of our minds. We want to be together. We want to spend some quiet time together, but we all know we have to do that. We have to work on it. And I think scheduling is the right word. We got to put it in and say, that's what scheduling and that's what we're doing. That's, that's so true. That's so true. So good luck having a fun date night at home. (laughs) I'm going to have to make up a list. I'll sit down with Philip too, because we don't have our children at home anymore. And it's just the two of us. And we seem to have so much fun. We still get a lot of things done. He still works really hard. I do work and we enjoy our home life. We enjoy our home itself, but we enjoy each other quite a bit. But I'm going to sit down with him. We're going to make a list for all of you listeners out there that have your children in quarantine with you, how can you create that alone time? So I think that would be a fun project for the two of us to come up with that list because that is so important. That's a fun task. Yeah, that's so important that we still keep our, our, the romance alive during this quarantine. Yeah, but it's hard too to be inspired for romance right now. You know what I think is fun? I think flirting is fun. And that's something you can do when the kids are in the room. Yes. Don't you think? Make it? Yes, absolutely. It's, it's like you t- you actually plan it with each other. T- today, we're going to go out of our way to flirt all day long. And you come up with your way of flirting, and I'll come up with mine. And you can still <laughs> flirt. <laughs> and, may- and maybe just don't turn the news on that day. That's true. That a, it's that's just music. Killer. Music is the only thing we're going to listen to today. Music and flirting. <laughs> and the kids won't even have to know. What's going on? That brings me to the second thing we do that's consistent, of course, the podcast, and that's the game of the day. So are you ready to play a game? Uh, Yeah, yeah, I'm horrible at games, but yes, let's try. I love games. I love games. And so we're both going to play this one. And our game today is complete the sentence. And so I'm going to say a prompt and we're both going to fill in the blank. So I'll start the sentence or whatever, and we both fill in the blank. And like I said, my team comes up with this. So don't think that I already know the answers or that I've thought of my answers or anything. I looked over them because three of the questions did have children. They, they were related to the children of the family. And I emailed my son and daughter-in-law, Jay and Erica, and I asked them to tell me And so these answers I do know because they relate to Avery in London. 
Okay, okay, okay. okay. I'll give you I'll give you a little slack on this one. Okay. okay? Hold on. I'm gonna to have to look around here <laughs> because I can't remember what I did, but I think I remember there. I do remember their answers. Oh, I think I remember one. Okay. All right. So and I'm hoping the Secret Squad gets some good tips and suggestions from this game. All right, so here's the first one. These days, my favorite part of my morning is blank. Before the kids wake up and I have the house to myself and I can get my tea and have a quiet house for a few minutes. Yes, that's so close to my answer. My favorite is, yes, when I get up all by myself and I have my coffee, my toast, and... I get to turn on all the lights in the house. I don't know what it is. I don't like a dark house, so I love being able to go around the house and turning on, turn on all the lights and sit down and drink my coffee. Okay, number two. I am staying active by blank. By doing the live Instagram feeds five days a week that I'm doing with the Women of Today community. And I'm taking walks with my mother-in-law and with the kids. Oh, wonderful. See, I haven't, oh, how am I going to answer that? Because I haven't actually been very active as far as physically active in, in, as in the gym or work. I really haven't been so, but I've been very active. Uh, I never sit down, honestly. So I, I am a very active person, but in this time, I've been very active by sorting through closets and getting um, everything put in its right place. So it, that's kept me very active. Well, that counts. Yes, mm -hmm. I think so. Okay, so number three, blank is the dish that my kids are always asking I make. Honey chicken. Ooh, and then, and then I also have, they've added here in parentheses, what's the recipe? So we'll mm. add that to the website. You don't have to tell it right now, but we're going to ask you to okay. share it. Now, this is one that I asked Jay and Erica, and they said the kids are always asking for the cinnamon rolls grandma always makes. <laughs> ah, you have to share that recipe. The grocery store, it's a can that you pop on the counter. <laughs> it pops open and you peel them out and put them in the oven. I do. I make those for them when they're here all the time. <laughs> okay. So number four, a book I would suggest to a friend is blank. Maybe that's, The Alchemist. That's a good one. I, I always say for this question, I always say Jesus Calling because I love that book. It's a small one and it's got something for every day of the year and I have it laying on my, well, right now it's on my vanity in my bathroom. Sometimes it's on my nightstand. Sometimes it's on my desk, but Jesus calling. Okay, number five. My go-to self-care favorite right now is? Self-care. I've been doing dry brushing. Good. In the shower, like before I, before I start the shower. And um, sugar and honey scrub in the face. Good, good. Good. Dry brushing. I'm glad you said that. That I haven't done that in so long. I'm going to get to that. So, oh, oh I have to add one more. Can I add one more yes, to this? Yes, I took all nail polish out and I keep putting like coconut oil or like a good oil on the nails to get them stronger. Very good. Very good suggestion. Thank you very much. I've never done that. I'm going to try that. So my favorite go-to right now is... Uh, and I've just become obsessed with doing it, which I haven't done it in so long. I've been putting every oil I can find on my feet with my socks because I wear socks all the time at home. And I've just been obsessed with oil on my feet. Oh, that's a good one too. Thank yeah. you for sharing that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so number six, a song I can't get enough of is blank. Mmm. Oh my gosh, I have so many of them. Oh, I know. <laughs> um, I think you too is a beautiful day. Oh, yes. You know, I don't know. I, I love Casey Musgrave singing uh, my favorite song by Brooks and Dunn, Neon Moon. 
so into oh, that. There we go. I'm so into that song right now. Nice. Okay, number seven. Blank is the last show that I or we binge watched. That's Modern what Philip and I do. We binge watch a lot. Modern Family. Oh, yes. And I miss, have they done their finale? I don't know. We have never watched it. We started not long ago and we started from the beginning. So we're not, we're, we don't know how far it goes. We just know that it's a lot of them. Yes. Um, so that's what we've been watching. Okay. So we binge watched recently Ozark. Oh, we started watching that. Oh, that's so good. Yes, 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 yes. So he's good. So, he's so good in it too. And he's so great for him that he directed that. He's so good and he can play so many different roles and characters. They're all so good. Okay, so blank is my favorite restaurant for takeout or delivery. I guess it would be what type of restaurant because everyone is in different. You're in Texas and I'm in California. Yes, 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 yes. I think that Thai food, oh. delivery Thai food, like I love sushi, like I love sushi, but that's not a good takeout delivery. But Thai food, mm. that's good at home. Yeah. And now, see, I don't eat sushi, and I've never had Thai food. <laughs> Isn't that funny? You haven't? No. Oh, I my. Try you I have to try it. it. What dish in Thai food would be the best? Um, I like the, the soup, the chicken coconut soup. Oh, okay. Uh, it's with, like, lemongrass and coconut milk and chicken. It's really, it's, like, cozy, and it, it's nice. Okay, I'm going to try that. That's so fun. Okay, so I would have to say my favorite uh, restaurant would be, uh, it, well, here in, in L.A., it's Craig's Restaurant, and I love it when we order and I have a steak because I love beef. So steak. Right. And, um, yes. Okay, so this is the last one. My favorite quote to get me through hard times is blank. I have a bunch, but a simple one that, a friend of mine told me she's probably on her 70s now. And when I had um, my first child, anyway, we were going through a tough time on something. And I just remember her looking at me going, this too shall pass. Mm-hmm. And it's such a simple one and straight to the point. And I, I just go to that one constantly. Just remember, Camilla, this too shall pass. And it has such a peaceful feeling to it though doesn't it when you say it though it it's very to the point and it's like very peaceful yes and it's one that it's easy to understand because you know not everything we know that things are not forever you know like so we know that it will pass it's just a reminder of to stay present stay strong because it's not going to be here forever true now mine is not i i'm one of those that i'm so into quotes i love quotes I love fun quotes, meaningful quotes, phrases, but I'm going to I'm going to say a a Bible verse because I love this one. I have it framed. It's in Oh, in, this two shall pass is in the Bible too. Yes, huh? it is. It is. So I'm going to yeah, also yeah. I'm also going to say one. Um, Luke chapter 1 verse 45. Uh, blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promise to her. I love that. And I That's a good one. Thank you. Thank you. That's the one I go to always. And that's why I even have it framed and, and, and it's in my bathroom. So I read that every day, but I say it to myself all the time. So I, how'd you like the game? I love it. See, that was fun. I was a little nervous when you say about games. Cause, you know, sometimes with my, you know, my, me not being from, you know, I was raised in Brazil. So a lot of times you play a game, sometimes I get a little bit lost in it. Um, <laughs> especially when, you know, they start yeah. bringing genres and different timelines and things. But this was perfect. This was so much fun. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you so much. Because you know what? That brings us to the end of our time. And Camilla, I just want to thank you for taking time out of your very, very busy schedule to visit with me and my secret squad. So, and oh, I, thank you. Thank you wow. for having me. And I really enjoyed the conversation. It was a meaningful conversation. You can tell you have a great heart. Uh, thank you for thank you for taking the time. And you know what? It was also a great way to have an adult conversation without mm-hmm. the kids running around. So thank you for that, too. 
Well, you are just so welcome. So I, I really did enjoy it. And I wish we could just stay on the line and stay together and spend even more hours together. And I really hope that we can get together in person sometime very soon. And can you tell our listeners how to find both you and Women of Today online? Yes. So we have womenoftoday.com. We also have the Women of Today Instagram. And we have my personal Instagram, which is Camilla McConaughey. Wonderful. And Secret Squad, head over to I've Got a Secret with RobinMcGraw.com for blogs, recipes, and more fun stuff to add some color to your day. The last thing I'll leave you with is for all of you parents out there, just know that you are doing a great job. Just tell yourself, remind yourself of that. These are strange times and we are all trying to do the best that we can with what we have. Stay strong and stay grateful. I'll see you next Wednesday. Bye-bye.